ladies and gentlemen, sit back and get comfortable. But not too comfortable. It's the WCHL Podcast with WCHL Commissioner Christopher Perry and Andrew Majorkirk. Yes, indeedy duty. This is the WCHL podcast. I am the commissioner, Christopher Perry. And on the other end of the line, it is my very best friend in all the world, the uh, quinceanera scheduler extraordinaire from the city of Oklahoma City. And he has a newfound talent we'll talk about here in a little bit. It's Andrew Majorkirth. Andrew, say hello to the people. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, my voice is semi comeback. Yeah, it has. I'm telling you what, boy, last week was no fun. I got a few days off from work because of that. Yeah, well, that's all right. But, you know, I work for my wife. <laughs> so, 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 yeah, my weekends so, were shot. Yeah, so the boss came home and yeah, yeah. But, but, boss, but the boss was kind enough to bring work home for me. <laughs> Thank you very much. And yeah. she was kind enough to say, you know what? That Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, when you were off, um, that was your weekend. So why don't you uh, go in this weekend and take care of some other business? <laughs> Thanks, like, honey. I love you. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, it's like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling a little verklempt already again. Come yeah, on, leave me not alone. Feeling so, not feeling so hot. Leave me alone. Well, but the voice is back, in, at least for a little while. So, uh, so I appreciate your patience with me last week. Last week. Hey, it was great. Yeah. Hey, we got through hey, the people. I got a lot of feedback from the WCHL podcast listeners. They enjoyed the uh, shortened, the uh, abrupt version, the abbreviated version of the podcast. 38 minutes. They loved it. They're like, thank God those guys didn't talk forever. Got let's that right. Sh- let's get them to shut up this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you what. Andrew, let's get right to it. Um, news they're in the ACHA men's division one. We're three weeks away from nationals or from determining the teams that are going to nationals. Two teams have clinched the regular season uh, championships for their conferences, but that's not the auto bid. Um, Adrian has clinched the regular season championship for that Great Lakes League. Uh, no surprise there uh, because they're the number two team in the nation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just running roughshod through all those weak <laughs> yeah, sisters up there. Yeah. That's Yeah. What a week. Yeah. And then, uh, speaking of weak sisters, Oswego State has won the regular season championship for the NECHL, otherwise known as that terrible New York conference. <laughs> that so, would be the one. <laughs> yes. So, uh, congratulations to the Lakers of the ACHA for winning that. Now, again, no auto bids, but I think it's fair to say they're probably the uh, leading candidates for the auto bids for those two conferences. You, you would think, right? Yeah. I mean, Os- right. Oswego State. Come on, who the heck are they playing? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I don't even I, – I would have to look it up, and I don't know that I'm inclined to look it up. But it's it's got to be like, um, you know, Ithaca and Cornell and, you know, garbage like that. Yeah. Uh, Gar- <laughs> garbage State, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, God bless them. They play hockey too, and I know they're – you know, they try to be men's division one as well, but – here we go. Oswego State, Buffalo, Kinesius, Rochester Institute of Technology, Rutgers, and the College of New Jersey. Yeah. Buffalo is the only one that stuck out, and they're usually ranked somewhere 40 to 50, right? Yeah, they're 42. And then we have yeah. 60, 61, 66, 68. 
Yeah, so you know, really, uh, really pounding it home there, right? Oh yeah. Well, it's just too bad. It really. And that conference used to be pretty good. It had Niagara in it. Used to have um, Syracuse in it. Um, so I mean, they had some. Uh, they they did have some good teams in it, but it's those better teams have left for right. better competition, and what's just left gonna, behind is just kind of sucking yeah, dirt. Left the cellar dwellers behind, right? Yep, yep. Hey, speaking of cellar dwellers, we had some cellar dwellers go to Tucson, Arizona to play uh, against Arizona this past weekend. The first cellar dweller was the University of Oregon. Coming into the uh, coming into Tucson with the mighty ranking of number fifty-eight. Yeah, and in fact, Andrew, if you remember during our abbreviated podcast last week, that was the game that was actually going on at the time we were doing this. And I think it was when we left. I think it was like five nothing. Yeah, it ended we, up being seven nothing. Yeah, so it didn't get any better for the Ducks of Oregon, right? Yeah, hey, they 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 were able to look good uh, with their fancy duck jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know the old hockey maxim. I'm not a hockey guy, Andrew. I've been told that no. many times. Yes, um, but you know, look good, feel good, play good. Yeah, it doesn't work for them. Did not work for them. They just look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just look good. It did not yeah. feel good because they did not play good because they got waxed. Yeah, and they yeah all weekend right seven rep for those yeah exactly seven rep for Oregon at Arizona and then like you said they went up to uh, the mighty Arizona Ice Arcadia to take on Grand Canyon and they got blasted there by Grand, by GCU four to nothing and four to one. They so they got on the weekend fifteen to one. <laughs> how, how, I was just thinking about that, Andrew. 12 periods of hockey, 12 20-minute periods, they scored one goal. And you mustered up one goal. What is that? I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a mathematician. In addition to not being a hockey guy, I'm not a mathematician. But in my mind, I think that is 8.75% yeah. uh, success and, rate. And they scored late in the first period of the Saturday night game to get that one goal. Oh. I mean, like... Holy smokes. All right. Well, there's there's the first of the uh, cellar dwellers uh, yeah. last week coming into the Western Collegiate League um, or playing the Western Collegiate League teams. Please do not take that to mean that they're joining the WCHL. <laughs> yeah, that, they're definitely not. No bueno. The other cellar dweller uh, was San Diego State coming in at a ranking of numero 49 They mm. went to Arizona for two afternoon games, and they just got blitzed 4-1 to one and 5-1. to one. Yeah, they got shellacked again, right? Yeah. The only thing they had going for them, Andrew, they played in the afternoon, so they got to leave early. Yeah, so you can, because it is nice down there, right? And they had black, yes, and and they had black uniforms. So if you're watching the game, you couldn't really tell what university they were from. Huh. It could have just been, you know, the University of Black Rock. Could have been <laughs> yeah. San Diego State. It could have been, uh, you know, Texas Tech. It could have been any number of schools that wear black and red. Mm-mm-mm. So they kind of got, you know, they they went in, took their beating, and um, yeah, took their took their beating is right. I mean, they they had just uh, just looking at the score sheets here thirty. 34 shots on goal for the weekend. <laughs> 60 minutes of 120 minutes of hockey, 34 shots. So what is that, Andrew? I mean, that's, that's five shots per period. That's unbelievable. 34 shots. That's insane. Hey, but they scored two goals. Yeah, they did. They scored so two they, goals. So they did better than uh, the Ducks, but holy. <laughs> 
So they scored oh, more goals, yeah. but they didn't have a fancy looking uniform. Oh, holy moly, that's painful. To the uh, to U of A's credit, they bagged three dubs, and uh, the, they have a newcomer, Jack Curl, who's uh, who's doing he's doing well. He's adding, putting the puck in the net, getting some goals for uh, for U of A. Yep, he had one on Saturday. The uh, let's see. I don't. I don't have Thursday score sheet in front of me, but yeah, nothing on nothing on Friday. But yeah, here let me look here. Curl, he's number eight. I know that because I have to change it. There he goes. He had the last goal in the third period on Thursday. The other thing is, uh, their their U of A is finding their their goaltender, T.J. Demoulinier. Um, seems to be the man in net that they're going to ride the rest of the season. And uh, yeah, so he's they're doing good. Nate Golzvig. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me, got the, uh, got the, got one of the two wins over San Diego state, but TJ Dumoulinaire is, uh, seems to be like the number one guy that's, uh, uh, won the job down there in Tucson. Yeah. And that's, and that's really what you need, right? Just find a hot goaltender and, and ride him, right? There you go. Especially, especially as they're, uh, cruising their way into nationals. Well, exactly. Right. When you get this late in the season, you got to find that one guy and lean on him heavy. And then Grand Canyon is, uh, you know, they've, they've got two decent little goaltenders in Riley Morgan and Jacob DeMorenville. And uh, they also have the, uh, they got the return of our favorite, our, our one of our favorites, numero 33, Jacob Cummings. Yep. Um, plays his first game back for, from uh, injury with Grand Canyon on Saturday and gets a goal. And his uh, line mate, number 44, Hunter Schmitz, gets a Geno and an apple. So it seems like Grand Canyon's finding their stride. Uh, just at the right time. Yep, right time. You got to make this big push here, right? Yeah, yeah. Paid off for him in the rankings. We'll talk about that a little bit later. So, yep. Uh, all right. So the two uh, two terrible teams come in and play uh, Arizona and Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon, Arizona, do what they should have done, which is just beat the Earl of Tar out of both of them. The uh, insane. And then we get to uh, the WCHL conference games. Let's talk. Speaking of insane, Andrew, how about this? Arizona State goes up to Utah to play two games on the big sheet at Salt Lake. Yep. Arizona State wins uh game well, Utah wins the first game seven to six. Yep. Andrew. That game, Arizona State was up six to two. Yes, they were. At the end of the second period. <laughs> they were down two to nothing. They scored six unanswered goals. Unanswered, I say, until the third period when Utah comes back and scores five goals, including the absolute last-minute game winner with 34 seconds left to go in the game. How about that? They jump out on the third period there. They jump out a minute in and score a goal. And then, you know, five, six minutes later, no big deal. And then middle of the period, they score two goals within a minute of each other. And then, yeah, what, 33, 34 seconds, whatever left to go, they score the game winner. Yeah, how about yeah. that? Shea Landikusik is clearly the bell cow for the Utes. Yep, and had a trick. yeah, I mean, insane. Had a- so, so that was that was game one. I mean, what a what a seesaw game. Your uh, Utah scores the only two goals in the fir- in the first period. Arizona State scores the only six goals in the second period, <laughs> and then Utah comes back and scores the only five goals in the third period. Oh, Andrew, well, that means about, all 13 goals are scored on the one side of the ice. Well, how about so? How about this? The uh, you know we were talking Utah, Arizona State. They jumped out in the second to or those six goals there. Twenty seconds in, forty eight seconds in, 
And then it goes to the 10-minute mark, 11.29. So they just scored them in spurts. And then 15.30 and 17.50. So they, they scored all six goals in, in spurts there in that second. That's insane. It is. It is defense optional. Defense optional. <laughs> optional at that point, right? Yeah. And then you flip over to, to the next game. Arizona State wins that game 5-4. to four. But, Andrew, it's almost the exact same thing because Arizona State comes out, gets a nice big lead. Utah comes back, takes the lead, and Arizona State has to storm back and secure gets the uh, the goal in the third period to uh, sock the game away five to four. Oh, the uh, entertaining, right? Entertaining is right. ASU is looking for their goaltender. They seem to have uh, found at least uh, one or two of them. I'd say uh, Eric Garber might have uh, taken the. Uh, might have Man. jumped into the lead over Anthony Bonaldi for the number yeah. one. I guess we'll find out here a little bit later on. But uh, wow, what a crazy, what a crazy yeah. series! That that's a good one there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. That, that is. So those two teams split, and then Andrew, I think you called this other one. Oklahoma goes to Boulder to take on the uh, the the Buffs at the CU Rec Center. Yep. There was a split. Yep, two teams that play tough with each other. So, yep, Colorado saw that one coming. Colorado comes out on Friday night and just absolutely dominates, rips uh, uh, the Sooners a new one. Four to nothing is the uh, uh, the shutout win for uh, Matt Server in net for uh, for the Buffs, and then Oklahoma comes back and returns the favor. Yeah, and, uh, not so fast. Yeah, and and beats and dominates the Buffs. I would say five to two. It wasn't even. I mean, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't say that it was close at all. It was, you know, four to one uh, yeah, going into say. the third period. OU, you know, uh, uh, earns the split there. So, two tough teams, two tough teams battling at the, uh, you know, for a spot at the national tournament. And those and those teams always play tough with each other. They do. They're they're always close games and they're always tough games, right? Brendan Culbertson Bond for the OU gets run in the first game, and Trey Atanasio has to come in and uh, basically secure the uh, secure the victory. Meanwhile, you know, old friends from uh, uh, from from Colorado like Drew McConaughey and uh, Jesse Cate, guys that have been there forever in a uh, in a long time, come out and score goals for uh, for the Buffs. In uh, on the Friday night thing, and then Friday night, how about this? The one guy they only the Buffs only had one guy that could score. Another old friend of the of the podcast, a guy who's been around Colorado forever, number nine, Mark Borgie. Yep. How about that? In OU, seemed to be getting their uh, their offense. They found uh, they found two guys. Well, they found three guys actually who who, who were winning before it was the line of eleven, thirty seven, and eighty eight. But with the semester, Oklahoma brought in a kid named Andrew Best, and now it's eleven thirty-seven and seventy-nine. Yeah, and he's he's playing pretty good. He's playing really good, and so uh, those those guys, I think that line accounted for four of the five goals on Saturday night. So that's that's the big OU line or the Oklahoma line that, that that's got going the eleven thirty-seven and now seventy-nine. Yeah, how about how about that? But yeah, those. Those guys, those teams, they're they're entertaining to watch. That's for sure. They are. They are. The thing that I miss is uh, the kid that did the uh, oh, where you paid the penny and then you could put the comment on the screen during the intermission at Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that kid, I'm telling you what, we had so much fun with with that guy. I wish I wish I knew that that technology because it was 
it was like eight bit technology. The the yeah, message the message that appeared on the screen was like your old eight bit Nintendo message. Yeah, it looked like the nineteen eighties. Yeah, you you are saving the princess. You know, that, <laughs> yes. one of the, one of those Zelda type messages. But you could pay them. You can tip them. And your message would appear on the screen. Yeah, that's insane. I love, I loved it. They used Dude. to, you know, back when uh, the NHL, some of the newer NHL arenas opened up. They used to do that too, where you can text in a message and it would appear on the jumbotron. Mm. Until they figured out that people were idiots and would put, you know, vulgar things up there. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I remember they had that down at the American Airlines Center down in Dallas when, uh, <laughs> and we, we had we had some fun with that when uh, the Oklahoma teams had to had to go down there. Yeah. I remember uh, certain people loved America. Certain Canadians loved America, and they proclaimed it loudly and proudly on the uh, yeah, yeah, right on the there jumbotron. on the jumbotron for everybody to witness. Right? Yeah, I wish. Uh, yeah, I wish that kid would bring that. I wish I were smart enough to know how to do that technology. I would do that. Oh, it's it, brilliant, especially at nationals. Oh, it would. That kid was brilliant for doing that, right? Yeah. If, if I can only figure out where where he ended up, and if he could. Uh, you know, tip me off as to how to get that technology going, especially on the on a broadcast for nationals. It would oh. be so entertaining. Number one, it would bring in, I don't know, twenty five cents, but it would be so entertaining during intermissions because people would just go nutty and have fun with the messages back um, and forth. Oh my god, it'd be hysterical. Oh, I, you know, maybe I could talk to the guys at Flow Hockey about that for nationals. Yeah, see how you could do that. Yeah. Well, we miss him. We miss him. Not uh, for sure. So, Andrew, I think you called that right. Uh, a split at uh, Colorado and uh, for the for the Sooners and the I, Buffs. I think I am. Uh, I think I'm 100 percent so far through the listing here. Well, now let's talk about Missouri State and Colorado State because I think you called for a split there as well. I did. I did, and that it did not happen. Did, did it? Did not happen. Missouri State goes in, waxes the uh, Rams on uh, Friday night, four to nothing. And then, in an exciting game, a really exciting game, has to come from behind to tie the game late in the third, I mean, extra double late in the third period, in the last minute of play, and then they win it in, like, the first minute of overtime. Yeah, 156 in. Yeah, how about that? Incredible. Missouri State comes out with a 7-6 to six overtime win to sweep the weekend. Uh, they didn't sweep the points. They got five out of six points, but uh, Missouri State takes care of business against CSU on the road. That's a tough thing to do. Yes, it is. Going into Colorado State, that's a tough thing to do. So, uh, yeah, winning 4 nothing that's huge. And then following it up with a uh, overtime win. Missouri State's hitting their stride. Much like uh, Oklahoma and Colorado, Missouri State is, is, to their credit, Tom Winkler has them playing very well, and they're hitting their stride at the right time to uh, yeah. make a push for nationals. You might you might watch out, right? Yeah, yeah. Good for the uh, good for the Ice Bears, and they're yeah. going to have a challenge this weekend. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. But uh, the Ice Bears take care of business up at the fort. Um, I've yet to hear from their from the from the uh, Ice Bears uh, traveling party if they hit Big Owls or if they went to the Crown Pub, as suggested <laughs> by the uh, commissioner. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Hey, and then the, uh, the the marquee matchup of the weekend, the one that everybody was looking at, uh, UCO travels out to Sin City to take on the Skating Rebels of UNLV. And this is basically, you know, this is for all the marbles in the WCHL, right? Yep. UCO has a uh, is, is trailing uh, Nevada-Las Vegas by four points in the standings, but they have two games in hand. 
and uh, UCO has the opportunity basically to catch Las Vegas if they could win both games. Las Vegas has the opportunity to put some distance between them and the Broncos if they can win both games. And what happens, Andrew? They they split. Split it right down the middle. So we're in the <laughs> same damn position that we were before the weekend started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, yeah. Tough, tough little games here, what, what we thought, right? Great little games. I'll tell you what, the star of the weekend, um, no matter what you want, no matter the outcome, and, and here's and UCO won on Friday night 2 to nothing. Uh, Nevada Las Vegas came from behind to win on Saturday 3 to 2. The star of the weekend, clearly number one for UCO, Doug Wakeland in net. Yeah, just a monster back there. That 2 to nothing game on Friday night, late Friday night. They, uh, the, the, both goals were scored literally in the last minute of play. Um, Sam Sykes scores with 53 seconds left to go in the game to break a 0-0 tie. UNLV was peppering UCO. I think the shots were like 2-1 to one in UNLV's favor. Pretty close, 42-24, so close, right? Sam Sykes breaks, uh, gets one past Vince Benedetto, and then he scores an empty netter, uh, you know, 40 seconds later to sock the game away, 2 to nothing. And then UCO jumps out to a two to nothing lead on Saturday, yep. and again, again, UNLV is just hammering away on shots. I don't know what the shots were in in, in the in game two, but it seemed like it was another two to one margin. It, a little closer, thirty six twenty six is what the uh, is what was turned in. So UCO is up two to nothing uh, before the second period, I believe it was. UNLV finally, finally, finally solves Doug Wakeland gets one past him. And then they got two more past him in the third period to uh, go from two nothing down to three to two up and uh, about, split the weekend. How about how about that? I mean, and they, and UCO didn't make it easy on them because I mean they scored those third period goals like mid mid period, so they didn't they didn't lay down and make it easy for them. That's for sure. No, no. And then of course we have you know uh, the the typical two very passionate. Uh, hard-hitting, top-notch uh, teams going after one another. We have some idiocy at the end of the game with uh, <laughs> a couple of DQs on behalf of UNLV, which will, you know, who knows if that will come back to get them this weekend or not. But, uh, yeah, that did not solve. We, we were expecting that weekend, that weekend series, to solve all of uh, the commissioner's issues as to who's going where to get a trophy. And it did not. Didn't solve a damn thing. <laughs> didn't solve a damn thing so uh, the wchl standings nevada las vegas is still in the lead they have 41 points uh, uco is right behind them with 37 points again uco has two games in hand so presuming yeah. you uh, in nevada las vegas has four games remaining they're at utah then they're at uh colorado state color uh central oklahoma by contrast they're at missouri state this weekend then they are home against grand canyon home against oklahoma so if, in theory, if both teams win out, Central Oklahoma would uh, t- would win the conference by two points. Yeah, win it by two points, yep. So I think we're looking at a, uh, at a, I don't know what the magic number would be, but it would be, for UNLV, I think it would be, um, uh, what, any combination of, uh, oh, what is that? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six times three is 18. Jeez. Did I did I do that right? Yeah, so it's probably it's probably uh, they've got to hope that Central Oklahoma loses three at least three points on the in in the next three weeks. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's 
because they could win by two. So if they lose by th- if they lose one game outright and drop three points, then their UNLV would win it by one, right? That's right. That's right. So and, uh, uh, yeah, UNLV so, is so, rooting for Missouri State this weekend. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. And really, if you're UNLV, the pressure's all on UCO at this point, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you just go I mean, take I mean, care of business. UNLV, you still got to go win what your last four games there that you got remaining. Yep. You still got to go win those, but hey, I mean, you know, pressure's all on UCO because they have to win. You know. Yep. Yep. They, so they, it, they it, have to do it. It'll. So, yeah. uh, it's coming down to the to the nitty gritty. The last few weeks of the season. Yep. So Nevada, Las Vegas, number one, Central Oklahoma, number two. In third place is Missouri State with 27 points. Utah's in fourth with 26. So there's a tight race for third and fourth. Then tied for fifth, uh, Arizona, Colorado, and Oklahoma are all tied with 19 points in fifth place. Then we have Colorado State, Grand Canyon, and Arizona State rounding out the conference with 17, uh, 17, 16, and 13 points respectively. And really, you look at it, I mean... That, that bottom set of teams, Arizona through Arizona State, I mean, they're all right there. It's th- This is going to be a good finish. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, in our conference, Andrew, those the, the nine teams, even though Grand Canyon is out of the race, and he, heck, even though uh, uh, Arizona, Colorado, and Oklahoma are out of the race for the WCHL championship, all of those teams, one through nine, are in the running, even arguably, I guess you could say Arizona State. All ten teams are in the running for a spot at Nationals. Yeah, so there's still a lot on the line here. Yeah, there's no, uh, unlike that terrible conference we talked about earlier from New York, there's no dead weight here in the WCHL. No, it's they're all fighting for spots at Nationals and and for fighting for pride on the line here for uh, how you're going to finish in uh the WCHL this season, right? Yeah, I'd say the only dead weight that we have, Andrew, is probably the uh, the commissioner himself. I was going to say the podcast. That's about it. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Hey, let's listen to a horn, and then uh, let's talk rankings and predictions and some national stuff. Sounds good. Here we go. What is uh, slashing? Slashing is um, like that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And um, there's a penalty for that? Yeah. Uh, and for a trip also, you know, oh. like that, and mm-hmm. for hook like this, and uh, for spear, you know, like that, mm-hmm. all bad. Bad. You do that, you go to the box, you know, uh, two minutes by yourself, and you feel shame, you know, mm-hmm. and then you get free. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey... Let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey chance. Andrew, I always get a kick out of slap shot. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's great. What what a what a underrated, what a great underrated movie. It, it is. It's pretty good. You know, and that poor that poor goalie, he's so uh <laughs> He's, he's, he's so honest and so uh, sincere in his explanation. Uh, yeah. we, I just need to find some Dickie Dunn, uh, uh, some, yeah. some, some Dickie Dunn uh, quotes where he's just trying, yeah. to, just trying to get a, a, the flavor of the thing. <laughs> That's great. Jeez. All right, Andrew. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, we had the rankings come out yesterday. Uh, ranking number 13, lucky number 13. Lucky 13. Can you, we only have three more rankings to go before uh, we figure out who's going to nationals. Hey, we're we're right there at the we're at the nitty gritty of this thing. We are in the middle of the sprint to the uh, to nationals. That's for damn sure. Eight uh, WCHL teams find themselves in the top twenty five. 
Central Oklahoma is number three. After splitting with Central Oklahoma, Nevada, Las Vegas actually makes a move. They move up from five to four. Great for UNLV. That's awesome. Um, you want to be uh, with the with the new uh, format for nationals. Top twenty four teams. Um, teams one through eight basically get a day off, but teams one through four get the second day off. Yeah, you want to be in that. You want to be in that grouping. Yeah, so uh, it's great for UNLV to make that move up to uh, into fourth place and secure themselves a, a spot. Here, here's the here's the great thing, Andrew. When you look at the um, at the computer, and it's on um, it's on the ACHA Men's Division One um, Twitter. Minot State and Adrian are one and two, but they're essentially tied. Um, in the rankings at at one, and Minot State is only one, and Adrian's number two because of a tiebreaker. And then right after that is uh, Central Oklahoma, and then right after that is Nevada, Las Vegas. So one, two, three, and four are pretty set in stone. And then you've got a gigantic clump: five, yeah. six, seven. Liberty is is five. Ohio is six. Jamestown is seven. Those two teams, those three teams, are all tied together. Um, and they're only broken because of a tiebreaker. Yeah, it's and that that whole group there. There was some mix up there this week, right? So yeah, yep. and in Maryville, who was in that group, fell out. Now they're now they're number eight. And then uh, rounding out the top ten, Niagara is number nine. Mary University of Mary is number ten. Arizona finds himself in the fourteen spot. They jumped up three spots. Yeah, big movers there. Utah is number seventeen. Missouri State moved up two spots. They're eighteen. And then we have Oklahoma at twenty-two. Colorado at twenty-three. Grand Canyon at twenty-five. So those are your eight teams in the top twenty-five. And uh, Colorado State is at twenty-seven. Says the computer. Arizona State is at twenty-eight. So uh, not too shabby for a not, little conference out west with a stupid commissioner. Not too shabby at all, right? You know what, Andrew? I think this just proves that anybody with this conference yeah. is so good, and the and the and the teams are so good, and the um, uh, the the people running them. It makes my job as commissioner easy. I think it just proves that any monkey can run this conference. Any, anybody could do it. Yeah, I might. I might. Uh, maybe we'll see if, about doing that. <laughs> yeah. We'll find. We'll find another monkey and. Uh, I'll I'll move on to a different pasture. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. No. No. Don't think so. All right. Well, the sucky thing is about all of these teams, especially with having the WCHL teams in the top twenty-five, is that uh, they're the most likely teams to get bumped uh, when by auto bids that are going to nationals. So, if using these current rankings um, for to to predict the nationals field. Oklahoma and Colorado are the two teams that get bumped out of the field for nationals, which womp womp. Yeah, that stinks. And I don't think it's going to get any better for those two teams. Um, unfortunately, simply at least not this week because of who they play. Right. So, uh, but if we were to project, uh, Utah would play uh, Grand Valley State, and then the winner of that Utah Grand Valley State game would take on number one Minot. That would be a good one. Missouri State would take on Illinois State from my B conference, and the winner of that game would take on number two Adrian. That, I, I like that too. They could that could be a tough little matchup. Yep. How about this one? Arizona Indiana Tech, <laughs> and then the winner takes on Central Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, that one kind of that one kind of stinks, right? Just <laughs> friendly fire, right? Nevada would get the winner of Calvin Ver, Nevada Nevada Las Vegas. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Nevada Las Vegas gets the winner of Calvin in Delaware. 
don't you know we're all rooting for Delaware, and then after that we're all rooting for UNLV. Yep. Yeah, see, I'm pulling. I'm doing the opposite. I'm pulling for Calvin here. Oh, you're 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 such a terrible nerd. What? Oh, <laughs> that's awful. So here, that's one, <laughs> two, three, four. So those are the five teams that would make it to the field of uh, to the to the field from uh, from the WCHL. The other teams. Let's see here. Liberty number five would take on the winner of Pitt versus Iowa State. Who are you rooting for there, Smart Alec? Uh, I'm, I'd pull for Pitt on this one. Yeah, Pitt's got some sweet looking unis. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, the blue and gold. Um, Ohio, Andrew's favorite team of all time. Uh, the other OU would take on the winner of Purdue Northwest versus Indiana, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I don't think this whole thing here has anything that I'd be interested in. <laughs> you you want you want a meteor to hit that whole bracket? Yeah, just wipe that bracket out right there. I mean, can can you get two more boring name teams? Purdue oh. Northwest versus Indiana, Pennsylvania. Oh, and then and then they're playing Ohio. <laughs> uh. Here's here's one that uh, I I know from the B conference. Uh, nobody's really thrilled about. Um, Jamestown number seven would take on the winner of Mary versus Westchester. Yeah, see, I like Mary on this one. Well, Mary's going to beat the heck out of Westchester, but come on, Jamestown and Mary are going to play for the 118th time. Yeah, I was going to say those two friendly fire, but yeah, yeah I, I, I like, mean, I like Mary here. The only thing worse would be if the Jamestown Mary winner then had to play Minot State. <laughs> I know, right? Golly. And then uh, the last uh, pairing would be uh, number eight Maryville taking on the winner of number nine Niagara and number twenty-four Oswego State. Yeah, and see, and I like Niagara because they're they're a tough, gritty little team. So. Uh, you just you just want you just don't like John Hogan at Maryville. That's what. <laughs> admit it. You can admit it. He doesn't listen to this podcast, anyways. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't listen, right? If he listens, he likes to tattle and tell on me because I said something uh, controversial. So, <laughs> oh, well. see, see, look at that. Truth hurts right there. You kick you kick the can over and start choking on it because it's so true. <laughs> Andrew. Uh, All right. So there we go. Um, those, the thing I like about it the most uh, about those matchups, and I wouldn't mind if they stayed that way, there's no WCHL on WCHL violence on the very first day. Yeah, you got to get to the second day before that happens. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And even then, it's, uh, you know, you got to earn your way there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, this is all going to be different next week too. So, <laughs> isn't that the truth? Yeah, that's what makes this time of year fun. Well, I don't know. If fun is what I would say. Interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yes. All right, Andrew. Let's get to it. Here's the fun part. Um. Oh wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Here's the fun part, Andrew. We have the upcoming upcoming games and predictions. And Andrew, the thing that I that made me go, oh my gosh, is this. Grand Canyon and Arizona State are playing tonight. They should be playing right now, right? Well, that's just it. They're not. I just pulled it up, and the puck drop looks to be at 10.30 p.m. our time, which is 9.30 p.m. their time. That's a a 9.30 p.m. mountain time start (laughs) on a Thursday night. Luckily, this is a non-conference game. Grand Canyon and Arizona State have already played their four WCHL conference games. This is a non-conference game, but it's at the Big Mullet Arena, which, for folks that don't know, that's the new home of Arizona State's NCAA team and also those carpetbaggers, the Arizona Coyotes of yeah, that national hockey thing or whatever yeah. it's called. 
That's garbage. Arizona State deserves arena of their own, right? Well, they have their own arena of their own. They shouldn't have to share it with uh, with a second-rate NHL team. So Yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be there 100%. And then I saw recently there was some uh, crappy uh, survey in The Athletic, which I don't subscribe to anymore um, because it's uh, I don't think it's worth it. But uh, anyway, I digress. But they had anonymous NHL players commenting on mul- playing games at Mullet Arena, and they were really bagging on Mullet Arena. Really? Was, oh yeah, it's, it's, you know, too small. You know, uh, you know, it's it's Mickey Mouse. It's not right. It's not for a, it's not for a professional environment. And I'm like, of course, because it's What's for it? a college team. It's a college team. They, yeah. Uh, and I know the walk from the locker room to the ice is like forever long. There is it really for the, for the visiting. NHL teams, yeah. Well, hey, sucks for them. Sucks for them. Go get another arena. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to advocate for uh, the NHL to leave Phoenix, but, um, you know, get yourself a new arena and quit uh, quit being, quit being carpetbagging on the Sun Devils. Yes, 100%. All right. So, Andrew, we've got a game that's going to start in exactly 33 minutes and five seconds, apparently, is what YouTube is telling me. So, uh, what do you think? Grand Canyon at Arizona State for game number five of the series. And, Andrew, before we, uh, before you, if you'll bear with me, before we get going, let me tell you that Arizona State lost twice at Grand Canyon, four to three and six to three. And then they, then Grand Canyon beat them four to one, and they beat Grand Canyon four to one. So ASU has a one and three record against GCU this week this year. GCU has a three and one record against ASU. I was I was taking GCU anyway on this one. Woo. The, uh, GCU has something they're they're in the thick of it, making nationals. So you know, I think they're going to take care of business here. There you go. All right, Grand Canyon on a Thursday night. And for those of you um, that listen to this podcast, even probably when it's released late on a a Thursday night, go to YouTube. I'm sure that game will still be playing since they're playing it at like a midnight drop. Yeah, when you wake up to go to work in the morning, the game will still be going, right? (laughs) The game will still be going. (laughs) It's like one of those midnight madness games. Jeez. Andrew, Friday and Saturday, Oklahoma travels in non-conference to Pelham, Alabama to take on the woeful Alabama skating tide, whatever they are, rolling tide. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever it is, they're going to get rolled this weekend. Alabama is ranked sixty-three out of seventy-two. That's Ugh, why I say I, Oklahoma is number twenty-two in the rankings. They're fighting, fighting, fighting for a spot at nationals. It's not going to help them to play number sixty-three. It is not going to help them, but hopefully they pull off two W's, which I think they will. A sweep for Oklahoma. Yeah, good for – let's hope the uh, WCHL goes down there and stomps a mud hole in Alabama. I don't think – I mean, I could be wrong here, Andrew. I'm going to I'm gonna look this up really quick while we're – while I'm trying to kill time. Um, I don't know that Alabama has won many games at all this year. Really? Well, it wouldn't surprise me. Here's- I'm going to look at the official ranking. The official ranking says Alabama is 115-1. and one. <laughs> Whoa, I hope they're one seventeen and one after the season. Yes. Or after this weekend. Yes. yes. That is that is rough. One fifteen and one. And I know that their coach their coach left them. The coach that started the season uh left them at the uh winter break. And so they have a new coach at Alabama. And I you know, poor guy. Mm-hmm. Hey, props to him for stepping up. Yeah. But uh man, talk about a thankless gig. Yeah, that's that's a rough go, and it's unfortunate too. 
because Alabama was competitive there for a number of years, right? They were, they were, but then uh, people realized, hey, it's Alabama hockey, not Alabama football. So yeah, and then they just kind of degressed from there, right? And there you go. All right, the other team that's fighting for a spot at Nationals, it's uh, number 23, Colorado. They're not going to help themselves by going out to San Diego State to take on the uh, the Aztecs. San Diego State is ranked number 49 right now, so uh, Colorado is going to be penalized just by playing them. Andrew, what do you think? Buffs at Aztecs. Well, I hope they don't fall into that Southern California trap in uh, like other teams have that have gone out there, right? Uh-huh. The uh, uh, San Diego State's not playing well. I got to go Colorado for a sweep here. I'm telling you what, you're you're probably right, but I'm just going to say something. San Diego State, and I I should have mentioned this earlier, they have, I'm going to write this down, Colorado sweep. San Diego State has an excellent, excellent, excellent goaltender, a kid named Garrett Fuller. Arizona beat San Diego State four to nothing and four to one. It should have been a hundred and four to nothing and a hundred and four <laughs> to one. But Garrett Fuller stood on his head and it and uh, took a barrage of pucks both nights. He, he's done that a number of times. He has. He has. And so he's uh, he's an excellent goaltender. If he's on his game, CU's in for a uh, could be in for a world of hurt. Yes, yes. So uh, I hope you're right. I hope CU goes out and takes care of business on the uh, beach in San Diego. But uh, Mr. Fuller is capable of, uh, of, of, of stealing games. Yes, he is. All right. The other non-conference matchup that we have going on this weekend, it's a Saturday-Sunday affair. Colorado State is venturing to Bismarck, North Dakota Mm-mm. to take on the University of Mary. That's, the, uh, uh, what is that, number 27 at number 10. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to call a uh, split here. Really? Remember, Mary went to Colorado State earlier this year, or earlier this month, earlier in G- this year, let's say in January, since we're yep. now in February. And Mary got surprised. CSU beat them twice. They did. They did. Yeah. So uh, Mary will be looking for a measure of revenge. Yeah. So those should be good, you know, really interesting little games to watch, right? Yeah, you would think. You would think. Andrew, I'm going to get to see the the uh, the stunning metropolis of Bismarck, North Dakota here in a couple of weeks. Oh, yes, you are. Yep. I've already made uh, made sure my plane arrangements were there. My rental car is there. And I, I'm going to make sure the liquor bar is well stocked so I can <laughs> knock myself out. Yep. I, I don't blame you. Drink myself silly. Wow. Uh, okay, so a split for Colorado State at Mary. Those are Saturday Sunday games. That'll be kind of fun. No football this weekend. No football. Yeah. So we can uh, turn on a little Sunday afternoon hockey. I like it. Friday Saturday in conference action. Arizona goes to AZ Ice Arcadia to take on GCU. It's hard to believe that GCU is going to be playing a conference game on a Friday after they basically play this midnight game tonight against Arizona oh. State. It's insane. And Grand Canyon normally has Arizona's number. And yes, they goof, do. Goofy things happen at AZ Ice Arcadia. What do you think is going to happen here? Arizona on a roll, number 14, Grand Canyon, number 25. The uh, tough little teams here, I'm going to call a split. A split for the Arizona and GCU. Okay. UCO going up the road, up I-44 to Spring Vegas, to the Jordan Valley Ice Park to take on the resurgent Missouri State Ice Bears, Missouri State number 18, UCO number three. These are always a great series. Earlier this year, Missouri State came down to uh, central Oklahoma 
and um, lost by scores of three to nothing and eight to four. What do you think is going to happen up at the Jordan Valley Ice Park, Andrew? Oh, lots on the lots on the line here for uh, UCO. So you know, I got to call a sweep on their part, but man, I would not be surprised to see a split either. Mm-hmm. So which way? You, you're, officially, you're going sweep, or officially yeah, you're going yeah. split? Official sweep. Yep. Man, the people in Springfield, the eleven listeners, um, are not going to like that, Andrew. They're not going to like that, but yeah, I I would not be surprised to see a split at all either right yeah yeah well missouri state's playing very well missouri state's playing very very well so yes uh, they are yeah they're coming off of uh what they came down and split with uh uh, they split at they hosted and split with colorado they split with oklahoma then they go sweep uh colorado state so missouri state's doing uh well of of late here in january it's gonna be a sneaky tough weekend i think here all right, all right. So officially a sweep, but you're saying don't be surprised if there's a split. That's what I think. And then the final game that will affect the uh, WCHL standings, UNLV goes up to Salt Lake City to play on the big sheet at the Salt Lake City Sports Complex. Skating Utes versus Skating Rebels. That ought to be a fun a fun series just from the mascots. Skating Screaming Utes versus Skating Screaming Rebels. Yeah, lots of skating going on here, right? Yeah, what do you think? Uh, oh. I was torn on this one, but I'm going to go a UNLV sweep. A UNLV sweep. All right. Well, there we go. All right. So officially, Andrew has Grand Canyon beating Arizona State tonight at the mullet. He has Oklahoma sweeping Alabama, Colorado sweeping San Diego State, Colorado State and Mary splitting up in scenic Bismarck, America, Arizona and Grand Canyon splitting at AZ Ice Arcadia. Um, UCO sweeping Missouri State and UNLV sweeping Utah should make for life uh, interesting life, especially in the WCHL. That's right. That's right. Let's uh, you know, I, I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind some clarity as to where the trophy is going, <laughs> but um, I also um, I, I kind of like that it's getting down to the nitty gritty. Yeah, let's bottleneck it and go to the last weekend, right? <laughs> Oh, no, not really. No, I, I, I had, it, had it been over by now, I would have really enjoyed it. So, <laughs> yeah, I bet. All right, Andrew, the, we're, at the, uh, we're, we're at the stage of the podcast where we talk usually about a lot of garbage, a lot about nothing, a whole lot of uh, this and that. Before we hit record, you were telling me that instead of doing quinceaneras and instead of scheduling birthday parties, you were building bat houses for the city of Oklahoma City. Building bat houses. What yep. in the world is a bat house? Please yeah. tell the lovely 11 listeners of the WCHO podcast what a bat house is. Oh boy, a bat house is a little structure that you want to place near water because bats love water. You also want to place this structure where prey cannot get to the bats. So you almost want it to be a freestanding structure instead of like on a tree or anything like this <laughs> the uh you know the ones we're making there's a hundred different patterns out there but the ones we're making are about 18 by 24 18 by 30 something like that um four chambers so you know if the bats aren't getting along they can go to their own little chamber and get away from each other how many bats will be housed in a chamber oh my god you could probably you could fit you could probably fit 30 of them in a chamber. So you could probably fit 120, 150 bats in this thing easily. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Could you imagine? And, oh. you're, and, and you're supposed to mount these near water in a freestanding place. 
Yep, yep. Somewhere that has somewhere close to water because the bats will at night will swoop down and get a drink of water, and then they'll fly into these little structures. And they uh, they will not fly into them if they are mounted to a tree or in a place where they feel like a uh, prey animal can get them. So, like like what's a prey animal for a bat? Like a vampire? Like a like a, a wooden <laughs> stake? What's a prey animal? Yeah, yeah, hawks, owls, stuff like that, right? Okay, all right. So yeah, how about that? Well, that's kind of interesting. Why don't let let me ask this question? Because when I think of bats, I think of bats flying out of caves. Mm-hmm. I think of bats flying out from under bridges. Yep. Why are we building bat houses? For why don't we just let bats find out where they find a cave or find a bridge? Uh, you know, people are weird. They want to get involved when they don't need to get involved. So. We're just here to capitalize on it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, that's interesting. All right, bad houses. Yep, yep. So I've been I've been chopping wood and all of that the past three, four days. Do you, Are you looking, or do, do particular bats like particular houses? Uh, so you have to, uh, so you have to be cognizant on which region of the uh, United States that you live in. Andrew, and, Andrew, do you know which region of the United States you live in? Well, we would live in the region that you do not want to paint them a dark color because of the uh, <laughs> sun. You don't want them to get too hot. So you want to give them a medium to light color on the outside so that they don't get too hot. Did somebody do a bat interview and figure this out Not where, where Mr. Bat said, God dang, it's so hot in here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, damn, this thing's hot. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, you leave, if you live in Texas and more specifically south of the Dallas Metroplex, you want to make these things as light colored as possible. And the further north that you go, you want to make them as dark as possible. And that way the sunlight will heat them up. Will, the sunlight will be attracted to the dark color of the bat house and heat this thing up and keep the bats from freezing. How, how about that? <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to figure out why. I'm trying to understand the whole the why of the whole thing. Oh, uh, the conservationists gotta love them. Con- conservationists, listen to you. The con- like you're not one of them. Uh, All right, now is is this part of the city of Oklahoma City's uh, embracing and embracing bats? I, it, yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, and and how big do you say these things are? I mean, you said eighteen by twenty four. Yeah, so the ones we're building are seventeen inches wide by thirty one inches tall. 17 inches wide by 30. Wow. Okay. All right. Do you, are yeah. you putting like a little Batman design on it or something? Putting a Joker, <laughs> well, Joker design on one. And- well, funny, funny you mentioned that because we do have, um, we have this really cool laser cutting machine at the parks there. And, uh, so, you know, you can take thin, like eight inch wood and stick in this thing and then turn the laser on and it'll cut out whatever you want it to. Yeah. So we may or may not have bats, Cut out so that we can nail to the front of these things. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I would I would have like a Joker and a Riddler and a Catwoman. <laughs> I would do all sorts of stuff. Now I, I got I got one last question. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still I'm choking up here trying to figure this out. <laughs> are are there are there particular? Do you know what particular types of bats there are here in the uh, in the uh, American Southwest? Are we are we looking for fruit bats? Are we looking for vampire bats? Are uh, there hockey bats? Does it are they black bats? Are they brown bats? Do we care? Uh, I, I have no idea. You just know how? How do you know that the bats go into the house? I have no idea either. 
<laughs> and you just put it up there and hope like heck that a bat comes and yep, hope, finds hope, its way. Yep, hope that they find their way. <clears throat> interesting, interesting. How about that? All right, well, hey, that's hey, that's interesting. All right, so yeah. you've been making bat houses for the city of Oklahoma City. Making bat houses, yep. All right, yep. all right. Well, that's that's interesting. I've uh, I, I recently had a uh, in addition to being sick. Um, we had a massive power surge apparently at uh, at the uh, law office of the dumb commissioner, which <laughs> yeah. blew out my one and only paper shredder. No way. Yeah. So we had to uh, we had to get a brand new paper shredder. And Andrew, I'm telling you what, it's a industrial son of a gun. <laughs> and I must have sat there with a ream of paper. And once we got the brand new industrial son of a gun working, I just shredded my to my happy life's content. <laughs> <laughs> like a like an infant child with a fresh ream of paper shoving like, it down like, like a bat with a brand new house <laughs> i was i was there i was there andrew let me go back to the bats is there a queen bat like there's a I queen have, bee so i have no idea couldn't tell you so there's no king bat or queen bat that everyone follows yeah. Yeah, couldn't tell you. Don't know. All right. Well, yeah. So I shredded to my heart's content. In fact, I probably had to. I, I might have gone a little overboard and uh, shredded some things I probably shouldn't have shredded. But uh, it's all right. We'll just, you know, hopefully uh, immigration won't, won't ask for those in, in that, that those you, original documents anymore. You just won't. You just won't tell the uh, boss what you did. Right? Won't tell the clients. Oh, hey, that birth certificate of yours from uh, Mexico. Yeah, sorry, it's uh, it's shredded. It looks really good in shred. <laughs> Yeah, hey, Qigong. Qigong. <laughs> Andrew, so so that was what I've been doing, other than recuperating. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I've I've I have a new um, a new vice, if you will. Oh boy! Yes. Other, other than shredding. Other than shredding, that's correct. I found a you know I'm 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 one of these. I, I don't hop on fads or anything like that. I don't have a pink stanley cup or anything like that uh, however i was at lunch the other day and there was a lady who was sitting next at the table next to me who was proudly displaying her pink stanley cup for all of us oh we've got a couple stanleys here in the house and i thought what a bougie woman you are you go to a <laughs> restaurant a deli and you and bring you, your own drink yeah and you yeah. proudly display it like the you know when you order something and they give you like the number to so they know when to bring your food yeah table yeah, number 17 she's just waving this pink stanley around so correct. you can see it yeah correct what a what a bougie so anyways yeah. so uh yeah I, I don't have that um uh but i have discovered the an affinity for dutch brothers the dutch brothers coffee chain Oh yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's every. It's big, especially uh, out this way. I know it's big up in Fort Collins in the Boulder area, uh, where apparently it's known as Dutch Bros, not Dutch Brothers. Um, but the white zombie hot cocoa, mm -mm 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 -mm. white chocolate and vanilla hot chocolate. And, and and you just said you weren't bougie, huh? Man, I'm telling you what. I it, it's like <laughs> that's like liquid crack. What one of us on this podcast has been to dutch bros the other one has not <laughs> <laughs> one of us uh would be me i was there earlier today and you know what andrew it was steamed so hot it was probably 45 minutes before i could start taking a sip out of it the uh so what so what i'm hearing is one of us still has our man card the other <laughs> one does not right? I, I do still have my man card it's pretty awesome and oh, yeah. uh yes the uh you, it, all you have to do is download the dutch brothers app andrew and they will reinstate your man card 
<laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, you got a sweet one that's a nice display in your wife's purse, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here to let you know, Andrew, that when we go to uh, the B Conference Playoff Championship in Bismarck, North Dakota, yep. and when we go to St. Louis, I will definitely be in search of a Dutch Brothers. There you go. So, in fact, I will see if they can fill. I don't have a Stanley. I have one of those hydro flasks. I'm going to oh, see if they can fill one of those hydro flasks full of uh, hot chocolate. Yeah, we, we've we got a couple Stanleys here at the house. And, ugh, uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Andrew, I did see this on the uh, on the news. In fact, it ended up on the ECHU website. I don't know how it ended up there. But uh, a clip apparently is going viral because uh, a player on the ACHA Men's Division Two hockey team from Merrimack College he yeah. also he also had to drive the Zamboni during the game. How about that? Yeah, it, poor poor guy had to double down as a Zamboni driver with all of his gear on, shoulder pads, <laughs> skates, and everything, uh, because the original Zam the uh, official Zamboni driver was not there. How about that? <laughs> Only in the ACHA. The uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I just had the news articles pulled up. Yeah, and I just and I just read this a, a few seconds ago. There's video There's video of this. Apparently, it hit spit and chiclets. And like I said, I don't know how it got there, but it's on the front page of the ACHA website. Yeah, how about that? So, uh, you know, putting the club in club hockey. Thank you, hey. Mary Matt College. Yeah, yeah. Got to do what you got to do, right? Only in the ACHA. <laughs> Gosh, I'm telling you what. <laughs> you know, we've years yeah. ago, we had uh, hockey. We had a goaltender that drank a beer on the ice. We had a goaltender that stripped naked on the ice, and uh, I guess at least this guy was, did neither of those two things. He just drove his Zamboni. That's right. Played a hard 20 minutes, hopped on the Zam, Zammed for a good 12 minutes, and then uh, got out and played right. again. Ready to go again. Do you ever have to do that, Andrew? Did you even do that in men's league? You played, and then you hopped on the Zam between periods? I, I did not. I, re I refused to do it, but I have made other people do it before. How embarrassing. Oh, right? That's what I was thinking. I mean, how absolutely embarrassing. That's what I was thinking. Jeez. I mean, and, and I'm not going to, I you know, I don't want to demean Zamboni drivers, but I don't think it's all that difficult to drive the Zamboni. Yeah, not not if you've done it a handful of times. You well, that's, should, that's just You it. should get the handle on it, right? Yeah. I mean, putting down the conditioner, I mean, okay, that might that might take a little bit more talent, but otherwise the Zamboni is, you know, it's like a golf cart. Yep, one pedal and go. The uh, but hey, good for this kid for getting out there and doing it in his in his gear and all that, right? Yeah, well, hey, apparently otherwise they had to. So yeah, can you yeah, imagine? And, and there's no NCAA teams that are doing this. No, not even close. No pro teams that are doing this. Not even close, right? Jeez, what a joke. Yeah, <laughs> that's good stuff. Thanks, th and thanks to the bozo for the that runs the ACHA website for putting that up there <laughs> for too. putting it out there, right? Yeah. So everybody can see it. <laughs> I'm, sure, I, I'm, I'm sure that guy's going to get fired soon. So. That's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Listen to you. Speak for yourself. <laughs> that's all right. The, uh, the, uh, he has they have other things to do, right? <laughs> he uh, apparently just asked the boss. <laughs> yeah, just she makes him work on the weekend. Yeah, got coffee runs to make, everything else. Coffee, right? coffee, that white zombie. Ugh. Can you, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sensing a trend because I used to really enjoy white Mountain Dew when they made it. Yeah. My favorite kind of chocolate is white chocolate. And now a white zombie hot cocoa. 
Ugh. I'm sensing a trend here. White white things. I I don't. I'm not going to say that I'm. Uh, you know. I'm, well, I'm just not. I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to say anything. Else. <laughs> going to leave. Drop yeah, it right there. I don't want to get political <laughs> or anything like that because I'm not. Um, but uh, in terms of my sweet tooth, I do like things white. There you go. So. There you go. All right, Andrew. Anything else uh, that you have to offer for the uh, lovely people at the WCHL podcast, the lovely listeners, the, the 11 uh, listeners, loyal listener number 14 in uh, Springfield and loyal listener number 17 in the Vatican. Um, do you have anything else to offer the good people? You know what? You got everything out of me on the bat houses. I can't the, believe uh, you're, you're going to have to take some pictures and send them so that we can post them on. I'll send you the. I'll send you the stack of wood that I've created for these things. I don't want to see the stack of wood. I want to see bats in the house. It's impressive. It's impressive. I'm still trying to figure out how in the heck you figure out the bats actually get in the damn house. (laughs) Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, do you just, because I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing this is just me. I'm a dummy. You would know you're not putting lights in the house. Are you? Nope. Nope. So the house is dark. You're and you're saying it's, it's, it's meant to be dark. So how in the world? They, how in the world do you know the bats are even in there? And after they crap all over the place, who's going to clean it, right? Well, I guess that's how you know because there's crap all over the bottom of the place wherever you're mounting it. Can you mount it to a house? You could if you wanted to. What about the predators and the prey and the? Yeah, you'd have to worry about that. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about it. The bats would, but <laughs> yeah, the bats would, but yeah, I wouldn't really give a rip. I don't, I wouldn't even make a bat house. I figure they they've got a bridge or a cave to find. They can go on their own. Jeez, I'm, I, I am uh, I am not bat friendly. <laughs> Neither am I. When I was a <clears throat> excuse me, when I was a kid, I would sit out in my backyard. Here, here we go. Speaking of bougie, when I was a kid li- living in northern Oklahoma County, um, I would sit out in my hot tub late at night with some friends, and you know we might be having the occasional adult beverage when, when parents aren't looking, that sort of thing. <laughs> And I would look up, it's, you know, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night, it's dark, and I would see these birds flying around up there. Yeah, not birds. Yeah, and my friend said, yeah, those aren't birds. Yeah, not birds. And said, yeah, those are bats. Yep. I could have used a bat house then, Andrew. Yep. I remember uh, I remember we lived across the street from a baseball field, and uh, for whatever reason, the lights would draw in. They'd swoop down in the summertime. And uh, we'd be floating in the pool, and these bats would swoop down and get a, and hit the top of the water and get a drink as they were flying through. Hmm. How about that? Interesting. A drink of chlorinated water. Yeah, really charge their batteries. So what you're saying is bats are not smart. Nope. Oh, that's, uh, yeah. that's why they're going to go live in the houses you're building. That's right. That's right. Jeez, dumb bats. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Hey, let's get out of here before my voice totally goes away. Grand Canyon in Arizona State is still not going. We are seven minutes and Ugh. 27 seconds away. I can't believe it. Well, how That would be awful to play so late at night like this. Oh, then have to play again tomorrow. Well, and supposedly, hear me out, maybe go to school the next day. Well, that's a, it's do you a think Friday. This, do you think, the, come on, they have classes on Friday, don't you think? Eh, it's a Friday. Nobody's going to class on Friday. Especially out in the desert. Yeah, nobody's going to class on a Friday. They're just walking around in their flip-flops and uh, shorts yeah. and uh, high-fiving one another and drinking their bougie drinks and looking for bats. Yep, yep, walking around their uh, Dutch bros looking for bats. Dutch bros. I'm telling you, white zombie, man. White zombie's where it's at. I was <laughs> I was tempted to try something, Andrew, called a banane. Ooh. Banana hot cocoa. Oh, 
I know. I know. That was my initial reaction. So I said, no, thanks. Probably tastes like freaking sunscreen. Probably tastes like bat. Tastes like. So I, I, I took that as a banono. I, yeah. I said banono to the banane. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Anyways. Yeah. I'm out all the above. Andrew, maybe uh, next weekend when uh, we're going to have a, a slew of games here in Oklahoma City up at the uh, uh, the scenic Arctic ice edge, maybe we can uh, get together. I will treat you to a Dutch Brothers, and you can have a, a, a bat-friendly uh, hot cocoa of choice. Oh, boy. And I'll bring in my uh, gigantic flask of white zombie. <laughs> yeah, I hooked up intravenously. <laughs> if only. God, that would be <laughs> awesome. Oh, God, one of those. One of, that would be so good. All right, Andrew, let's get out of here. We want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. Give us a uh, five-star rating. Give us thumbs up, whatever. Tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you hate us. Uh, tell us something. Um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate your support of ACHA hockey and WCHL hockey, especially late night WCHL hockey. That is five minutes and 24 seconds away from starting. Apparently still come on guys, get with the program. Uh, Andrew is on Twitter at Stickford AM. That's S T I C K F O R D A M. The Western collegiate hockey league is on Twitter at Western CHL. The podcast itself is on Twitter at WCHL Pod. I am not on Twitter. I am, but I don't really care about it anymore. I'm on threads at CJP and OKLA. And uh, Andrew, do you have any other uh, pearls of wisdom before we get out of here? I do not. I am all wisdomed out. Well, here we go. I hit the button. See ya. Hey, everybody. Have a great time this weekend watching some college hockey. Stay away from Dutch bros. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>